0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, December 4th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. In federal law, the term honest services is extremely vague. That may be just how prosecutors like it, but the Supreme Court is weighing in on whether a prohibition on honest services fraud invites selective prosecution. Tim Lynch, director of the Cato Institute's Project on Criminal Justice, weighs in. Years ago, it became... I guess, fashionable for prosecutors to throw conspiracy charges at people that they couldn't actually catch committing the crime that they thought they initially had them nailed on. Martha Stewart being the best example of that. This honest services statute seems to be, well, we can't actually get you committing fraud, but we think we can get you depriving someone of quote-unquote, honest services.
1: That's basically right. I mean, it's sometimes described as an anti-fraud law, but the thing to keep in mind is that we already have laws against bribery uh, and straight-up laws about corruption, but sometimes the federal prosecutors tend to turn towards vague statutes. Sometimes it's mail fraud, wire fraud, and then the most popular one in recent years is this honest services fraud law. And whenever you hear prosecutors, you know, bringing honest services fraud or mail or wire fraud, yes, you can be confident that they haven't got the suspect on a real crime. They're really turning towards these vague and open-ended statutes, and that's why they're controversial. It's why the Supreme Court is finally going to take up uh, this statute, uh, this term.
0: Uh, Justice Scalia seems to have pointed out that it's almost a fetish for prosecutors to use this uh, lately.
1: Yes, we kind of have an interesting preview of where this argument is going, because Justice Scalia filed an opinion last term saying that the Supreme Court should take up this statute, take up cases involving challenges to this statute, because it's filled with problems. But unfortunately, months ago, the court Disagreed with him and they said, no, we're going to pass on that controversy. Maybe we'll take it later. And then, interestingly enough, just a few months later, the court did accept another honest services fraud. Uh, case, which it's now going to be hearing this term. Actually, the court is going to be hearing three cases involving the honest services fraud statute. That's unusual. And then Scalia laid out a lot of the problems with this law, with this opinion uh, that he filed last term. So we've got a very good idea of where Scalia is going with these cases. Um, He's pointed to several problems, one of which, the most important of which, is that these statutes are uh, very vague. And one of the prime principles of American criminal law is that our criminal laws should be clear. A citizen should be able to read the statute and know where that line is before between lawful conduct and un- unlawful conduct. And that's, that's one of the key principles um, we're looking for the court to you know, enunciate again, and hopefully we're going to get a strong opinion um, reviving and and breathing more life and and teeth into this principle. Wherever there's a vague uh, criminal law, the court should step in and invalidate them. Uh, the
0: court found, I believe, in the 20s, that a law that is not understandable to uh, a common man itself, deprives you of due process rights?
1: Exactly, right. Uh, the, The principle is sometimes described as void for vagueness. Sometimes it's described as the principle of fair warning that citizens should know in advance where that line is. And with this honest services fraud statute, some of the lower court judges have said, how can we send somebody to jail when even prosecutors are disagreeing among themselves and the lower courts are disagreeing among themselves about the scope of this statute? Um, and they, they say we can't really in good conscience send somebody to jail when there's so much disagreement about what this law means and, and what its scope is.
0: What are the cases that the court is going to hear this term there are some next week that they're going to hear, but what are they hearing this term?
1: There's three cases involving the honest services fraud statute. The two that they're going to be hearing um, uh, this week is uh, the case of Conrad Black, who is kind of like a newspaper magnate who's been accused of lining his own pockets at the expense of the company. There's another case called uh, Y-Rock, which is also um, a, a case of, uh, you know, malfeasance where the where there's been a challenge to the honest services fraud statute. And then there's a third case coming up in another few months after the new year um, involving Jeffrey Skillen, former CEO of Enron. He was um, uh, convicted under the honest services fraud statute. He filed his appeal. And so the fact that the court is taking up three cases is very unusual for a federal statute. Everybody's bracing for a big ruling on trying to wrap up this controversy about the scope of this statute. Um, Justice Scalia has pointed to several problems with the statute. One we've talked about with fair warning. The other one is that When you have a vague federal statute, um, you'll have the problem of an ambitious or overzealous prosecutor who's going to just sweep in arbitrarily and apply this law. And when the judges have pressed prosecutors about the meaning and scope of this law, they've kind of basically said when push comes to shove, they've said that uh, people, um, uh, a person can be prosecuted for not uh, making a decision based on uh, – what is in the best interests of the constituents? If he's a legislator or a public servant, or in the best interests of the company. Now, this taken to its logical conclusions, Justice Scalia has said, well, basically, uh, the, that's going to put federal prosecutors in the, in the place of declaring fiduciary responsibilities and disclosure responsibilities for the entire government, from the federal government to local governments, to uh, aldermen, to people who's uh, sit on the boards of, of school districts around the country, and he says this is uh, to do this on a case by case basis by federal prosecutors is totally inappropriate. It's the wrong role for the feds. And when you talk about honest services and just acting strictly in the best interest of the company. That basically means these employee handbooks that are in the bottom of everybody's desks under all the papers, any violation of an employee handbook can arguably be uh, a violation of honest services fraud. So that's a point that uh, Judge Alex Kaczynski has made. Judge J- Justice Scalia has said, yes, taken to its logical conclusion, this means that an employee who phones in sick but is actually going to a ball game, that person has not only, you know, done something unethical or, you know, in a breach of you know company rules, but now he can be indicted by a federal prosecutor and sent to jail. So the breadth of these laws and the power it puts in the hands of federal prosecutors is breathtaking, and hopefully the, the Supreme Court's going to uh, throw this law out.
0: Tim Lynch is director of the Cato Institute's project on criminal justice. You can read more of his work
1: at cato.org.